I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Scary Delta, where it's Halloween all month long. Big D is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Are you a ghoulita like me? Do you want to suck blood like me? Do you wear a sexy nun costume just like me? Do you wear hypnotique at Halloween like me? Do you drink green jello shots like me? Do you love fun size candy like me? Well, if you do, then you must be very scary, Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Scary Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Scary Delta. Very Scary Delta is for the woman who once found, instead of a razor blade in her Halloween candy, a gorgeous teardrop zirconia clip-on earring. But first... Let's get into some things that are very scary, Delta. Ghoul off, Delta. Here are some foods that I don't like. I don't like peas. And I want to start off by saying, like, I love the color of peas. Pea green is one of my favorite colors. I think it's beautiful. I love the idea of what peas look like. I love plants that sort of have that little bead sort of idea. Peas to me look like some sort of embellishment. They look really pretty when they're um, sort of together, maybe in a bowl. I think I like the idea of them falling because I love beans, right? I love kidney beans. Um, I love uh, corn niblets. I love that idea. But there's something about a pea that I don't like. And it's, it's, I know it's the texture because it's similar to another food that I like and don't like for the same reasons as the pea. And I know I said I don't like peas and I don't like peas, but there's a time when I do like peas. Now, let me break it down for you. I love, love, love tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I love extra tomatoes. When I go to Subway, I say extra tomatoes. I want a row of tomatoes and I want another row of tomatoes. And I want salt and I want pepper, right? I will eat at home. I will eat a, I will get sourdough bread like this and I'll toast it and then I'll turn it so that the other half of it goes down in there. And then I will put mayonnaise and all the, like a whole tomato, I will slice it up and Swiss cheese and salt and pepper. And that's my sandwich. That's my favorite sandwich. Um, but I do not like the little round. Um, a ch- I don't like cherry tomatoes and I don't like grape tomatoes. Listen, I, I, I've been a lot of places. I've seen a lot of faces. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm around the way and, and I've been there and I've done that. So don't fuck with me when I say this, but I don't like when a cherry tomato or a grape tomato busts in my mouth. I, I just don't like it. Now, I'm not saying that I am not uh, experienced in having anything bust in my mouth, right? I've been there. I've done that and I'll do it again. Um, but it's that cherry tomato and that grape tomato. I don't like that that feeling. Now, I'll eat them halved. Um, that's the same thing with a pea. I don't like that pop that something about that it's just ooh, it feels weird however i love pea soup uh 
pea soup Andersons, like a place like that. Because the peas are emulsified, right? You put that thing in there and you're like, and they blend it all up. And then you put bacon or ham. The flavor is great. It's the texture. So when it busts in my mouth, whether it's a, tom- a cherry tomato, a grape tomato, and how beautiful are those tomatoes, like like tomatoes that are like heirloom, where they're like yellow and orangey and spotted, like they're beautiful. But that, and also, well, you know what, too, um, it's it's there is a taste. The taste is different in uh, in a cherry tomato and a grape tomato. There's something about it that's a little bit earthy like more earthy than a vine ripened or a beef steak or a Roma. Um, I quite like Roma tomatoes uh, uh, if I'm going to slice them. And I and the reason I do is because, you know, when you bite into a sandwich and, the, and, and there's a tomato in it and the tomato's like, I'm coming with you. And like the whole piece comes out. If I slice up a Roma, the idea there is that when I bite it, if a piece comes out, at least that piece you can like, you can have that piece. And like it doesn't ruin the whole sandwich because there's other layers of tomatoes. Anyway, peas, peas and the tomatoes, the, the, the cherry tomatoes or the grape tomatoes. Oh, no, not in their whole form, not in their whole form at all. I also, I cannot fuck with sunny side or any kind of runny yolk. This is what has scared me away from something that I know I would love. And that is ramen. Like I've never been to a ramen restaurant. I've eaten top ramen, right? I've eaten like cup of noodles. That's not the exact same thing. That's like a dummy down version. I get it. But every time I see people go to beautiful ramen restaurants with all these gorgeous ingredients, I hear about the egg that goes on top that makes it so nice and rich. And you mix that in. And of course it does like, I guess, cook it in a way, but it still makes it creamy. And that is just like, it gives me Oscar. It just gives me like, like the idea of that. Like I can smell it. This smells like upper lip. Like it's, there's a, there's a smell to that. That is like cheek or something. I don't know what it is, but it prevents me from going out and, and enjoying ramen in a restaurant because I am one of those people that has a hard time asking for special requests. So if you look at like all the things and they're like, oh, this one's the, the Dionysus bowl, or this is the um, Avon bowl or whatever the names are for these specific like treats. I don't want to say like, oh, could I get that with no egg? And then have everyone turn around and be like, no egg, Gr- sow, no egg, heathen. Like I know people are going to look at me like that's the whole point of this place is a richness, a creaminess, a mushroom, a, uh, an onion, like all those things. And I just don't want people to look at me crazy. So I'm like, oh, ramen? Yeah, um, I have COVID. I can't go. Like, I feel like I have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't want people to be like, this untrained asshole wants to come in here and tell them how to cook ramen. You're so disrespectful. Like, of course, when I go to a restaurant, I always ask for my brisket burnt ends. Very well done. Cause I like them crunchy. Like I almost like it to be like beef jerky. Right. Um, the ramen. So like, I can't go to a ramen restaurant because I'm afraid that everyone's going to laugh at me when I say I don't want any egg in it. And I know I'm uh, depriving myself of probably a really great experience, but I would rather not have the experience at all than go in somewhere and have people be like this one right here. Like I'll never order filet mignon because I would say, can I have that very well done? 
And then people are like, oh, sick. Like, are you serious? The thing about the egg yolk is that it is super, super featured as a top note in Haagen-Dazs ice cream. And baby, I love ice cream. I My go-to is usually Ben & Jerry's. I love any of the flavors. They're all great. Although cookie dough, I, I'm not one of those people because there's raw eggs in cookie dough. Yuck. Probably not in this. It's probably they've dummied it down and it's just like granulated sugar and gum, xanthan, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, when people are like, oh, taste the cookie dough out of a bowl. No, fuck off. Like that. I don't know why that's fun to just eat raw ingredients. Like you can have raw celery. You can have raw sex. But why would you have raw like eggs that way? I don't know. I just can't do it. So I can't eat the Haagen-Dazs because you, you go in a little bit, a wonderfully made product, but the taste like... Again, it's that upper lip. It's that cheek. It's that, like, you. I can, like, when you, you know when you pump gas, you can smell it on your fingers? Like, it's that. And it stays with you. I fucks with Ben & Jerry's. I like um, Thrifty brand ice cream. Stater Brothers. I, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, you know. I like plain vanilla ice cream. I know that sounds weird to some people because they're like, there's so many other flavors, but I love them all. I'm just saying I won't turn down a vanilla ice cream. Why would you turn that down? It's so cl- it's like having a glass of water. You know, it's just clean and crisp and uh, I-, I feel like it's it's safe. And there's no calories in vanilla. If you did not know this, there's no calories in vanilla ice cream because there's no ingredients. There's none of that chocolate or nuts or um, any of that. It's calorie free to have vanilla ice cream. So I am a fan of hot wings and I am a fan of uh, like, like boneless wings. And I like, I like wings on the bone. I like the, the drum. And I also like the, what, what are they called? Flats. I like the flats and I like the drum. I guess that's what they're called. I I like them. I'm, I'm with it, but I, I'm only with it like here and then here, and then I'm done with it. I'm not with it in here. Like, I can't get in here because I feel like when you get in there, that's when all that cartilage happens. And and I see people that clean their bones. Like, I've seen people... I actually saw a lady do this thing where she gets the um, she gets the flat and she goes to bite it and you pull. That's the way you're supposed to do it. You bite it and pull both sides and all the meat stays in the middle. Now, some people will clean them up for a multitude of reasons. Number one, they like it. They like the way it tastes. They love it. Some people want that crunch because I love that crunch that's around. You know that piece that's around a corn dog? That little piece, you go like that. Um, I like that part um, because I know that it's breading. And I know that on the on the end of these wings that there's breading, but I know underneath that breading is that cartilage and that knuckle or whatever the fuck it is. I am not with it. So I have to... And I'll set it that way. And then a boneless, I'm kind of with it, but I feel like a boneless is like a chicken nugget. It's, I mean, you know, it's not, I don't know, the storyline's not there. But then when I start to see like that purple, that's when I'm like, I'm vegan. I can't, I'm vegan. I can't. Cause I'll get that. I And I, I saw this meme the other day and this, it made so much sense. This girl said that she was enjoying this chicken and then the chicken started getting too chickeny. And then she's like, I'm off it for six months. I get like that. I don't know what it is. It's just something. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I'm just finicky or if it's a real thing. But <sighs> do you want to see me take a break? 
I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Do you love a big D? I know I do. Here today with me, my very, very good friend, my actual literal sister, the one and only Big D. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. You know, I was a little bit nervous, but now I just feel like, you know, with all the Halloween stuff, we're right at home, aren't we? Well, you're the queen of Halloween. You're at least royalty at the minimum because we, for us, Halloween's all year round. Right, right. right. And you've always felt that way. Yeah, I mean, it's, Halloween is always inside my soul. Like every day I wake up and I... You know, I look at my room at my house and it's all decorated and I, uh, all throughout the year with horror things, little kitschy stuff. So it's kind of my thing. Right. But, you know, I have this dichotomy where I'm like kind of a spooky kid or whatever. I'm a little weird. But then sometimes when I'm in drag, mm-hmm. you have to be like the brunch girl or whatever it is. Right. So I feel like I have this weird dichotomy even in my uh, my room. My decorations are kind of like a little bit a little bit brunchy <laughs> per se and mm-hmm. a lot halloween i yeah. love it this is making me feel right at home though well we are um we are socal queens mm-hmm. and what what region do you provide services in well i nowadays i get a lot, i get around a lot more than i used to mm-hmm. but mostly i'm in long beach mm-hmm. at hamburger mary's you know we perform in long beach and a bunch of other clubs around there but I pride myself on being a, you know, a proud bar queen and it's what I've done for years and years. I know we've known each other for, I tried to figure it out on the way here in the car and I think we've known each other for the better part of at least a little bit more than 20 years maybe. Oh, longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially, I mean, back when you were, um, you know, uh, wearing the, what, so some some of us back in the day would wear the platform, but you would wear the double stacked platform. Oh yeah, the the double stacked was it Jante or was Jante. it Jante? The double stacked Jante with no ankle strap because that's cheating, right? And that 
it was like an eight and a half, eight and a half inch heel with a five and a half inch platform. Right. And those were the things to do. Which I never got when people are like, oh, it's a platform. It's more comfortable because it's not really that much of an incline. Maybe it's not an incline necessarily in the arch, but you're still off off the ground right. eight and a half inches. Yeah. And I mean, at that point, I was probably 125 pounds soaking wet. So I thought it was the thing to do. Right. But now uh, I've got my little... Scooties right here. Leg up. Leg yeah. up. Why not? And yeah. they're a lot more comfortable for the longevity of my mm-hmm. career, per se. But those were the shoes, honey. You still wear them sometimes. The little clears, the acrylics. Oh, my my, my little, my Scooty clear um, nail salon Yeah, it's, it's like it's a nod to the old days, I yeah. think, right? So it's been a while since I've actually done Halloween numbers at brunch. And I don't think what a lot of people don't understand is... What we want to do when it comes to like a night show where it's a largely queer audience, right? Like we can do something a little more conceptual or involve a prop or or nod to like something from the '60s or whatever. But when it's brunch, we're so used to doing sing-alongs that sometimes you have to still do your regular number. You just wear an outfit that suggests because people have to be com- like they have to be comfortable with what they're looking at, right? right? And you still have to, you know, pay the rent. So you're right. bopping around collecting your coins and people love to brunch audiences. They want to sing along. They want something that's a little more maybe, you know, fun, not per, not theatrical per se. Right. But there's that weird, like I said, there's that you have to find that dichotomy where you're performing for an audience for money and to entertain them and give them what they want in the scope of that brunch moment. But you mm-hmm. also want to feel the Halloween spirit. And I think you did touch on that. I think it's been lacking for years steadily in the drag community where we don't do those big like, oh, I'm going to put on a prosthetic this time. Right. Ooh, I'm going to dump a big old bucket of corn syrup blood on myself. We don't I, I, I see less and less of that, mm-hmm. you know, as the years go by. And I understand why, because a lot of I think in my humble opinion, a lot of maybe the girls are afraid to not be pretty per se Mm -hmm. or be judged by their you know their fellow entertainers the younger ones so they just you know I'll put a little witch hat on and wear my pasties or whatever it is and there's a place for that there's a place for everything in any show but I miss those good old days where we would just really get to go for it and it's I don't know one o'clock at a brunch at the Little Marys, not the new one, the little tiny Long Beach sure, Marys. the old school. And we're sitting there pouring blood on ourselves and just running around like crazy. I, I do miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we can't go there as much as we used to. I noticed something in this conversation that I've noticed with other friends that we that have been doing drag for a long time. And that is like, I can remember when we were coming up, there would be older queens that would like give advice or give observations. And we were like, oh, God, like these what they're saying. And like I never want to be that. And I feel like as we have sort of aged into what we're doing, um, we really do our best in conversations to let people know that we hold space right. for everyone. And these opinions that we're giving are not to discredit anyone. Like, and I hear that in your in your language and I hear it in my language and I'm noticing it right now that like we have what we hold ourselves in high regard, but we also hold the the younger people in high regard as well. So we never want to come off as like we're being shitty and I, and I and it, and it kills me because I, I look back at those hearing those conversations of who, whoever, and you know who they, they were. Yeah, we know. <laughs> that uh, would just put out these 
blanket sort of like edicts about this is the way drag should be done. Right. And we do our best because we don't believe there's one way to do drag. No. And we hope people that hear these conversations know that we're not saying, well, we should be doing it this way because we're not saying that. Yeah, by no means is, is any one of us. No. I think we're trying to like go toward this place where we find, again, this happy medium between, oh, this is how we used to do it. Mm -hmm. This is how the older, more, I don't know, more established queens in the bar scene do it. And this is how you may, if you would like to, apply it to what you're doing right now because I see you going in a really cool direction and I want to put you there in a more positive way instead of just... Right. Because nowadays, you know, they... They, you can't give anybody advice that they don't want to take. And sometimes I try not to even offer it if not solicited. But when you see a bitch struggling right? and you know she's like almost there, you got you to gotta tell a bitch when she's a little funky. Right. Like we do it to each other. We right. sit in a dressing room and tell each other how awful certain things are. Like, oh, bitch, you can wear that shoe again. Right. Or, oh, honey, you're wearing your Sunday tights from three Sundays ago. You need to throw them in the in the washer, honey. Mm-hmm. That sit down wind is getting that, that chair incorrect. air. <laughs> the chair air is getting. Tell, well, this is something that you came up with. Well, not I to... think I might have seen it somewhere, but okay, but it's it's evolved. It has evolved Quickly. into a thing. So sit down wind and and or chair air huh. is the moment when. An individual has been reclining upon maybe a settee, maybe like a a folding chair, whatever they're sitting on. Uh The moment when they vacate that space and the aroma and or aura Uh that the bubble, the bubble, the chair, the the chair air, the puff of of just ambiance that (laughs) refuses to vacate the space. That is your chair air. And if your chair air is incorrect, then you need to get checked and you got to tell your friends. Well, and we talked about this because there's like people that like sometimes somebody, sometimes people will not stink. It's like they're a suitcase or it's a costume or it's a breastplate or it's whatever it is. And so we were talking about this at brunch because it came up and then we kept like evolving like the name of it. And then we came to this agreement that like, okay, if one of us feels like you've gone from like three seatings of brunch and then you did a pride event and then it's nighttime and we're like doing a night show. Bitch, when I get up, you better put your face at my chair yeah. and you tell me if there is a funk around me or there's something. Because that is the, that's the, I think the most, I think it would be the most like concentrated essence of what your drag is giving aroma right, right. is that chair air. It's the, the seat you've been sitting in, right. waiting between brunches, just kind of marinating it a bit. Chair air. Yeah, chair air. <laughs> You better sit upwind from the from the, from the chair air. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I think it's the funniest thing ever. Also, I feel like we have used the word dichotomy at least three or four times in different ways, and I feel like we should try to introduce that word until the end of this episode, okay. even if it doesn't apply. Like Pee Wee's Playhouse, like right. it's the secret word, right? I mean, I pick up. That's it's something I do when I find a word that I like. Uh-huh. I end up just drilling it to no end but it most of my life now consists again like i said of finding a dichotomy between everything really me mm-hmm. being like a really nervous person and still trying to uh you know present that air of like confidence me mm-hmm. being you know in a brunch in halloween still trying to be spooky me trying to in personal relationships me trying to you know be supportive and and maybe uh 
you know, give people advice with without also coming off arrogant and shit like that. So, but that's but that's I mean that giving that advice and when we're when I said earlier about us like not like holding space for people, I feel like some that's one thing that the two of us really do have in common amongst a million things is that especially in these past few years, maybe pandemic-y to now, um, we have had individual nights at individual clubs, different clubs too, sometimes the same club, um, where we uh, provide a space for entertainers that are looking for stage time to work things out or to start fully blossoming. And I'm not saying like, oh, we've given, we do nothing, we don't get rewarded right. for this. No, we get paid, like we yeah. have a job. But what I mean is um, there's not a lot of necessarily people whose nights are dedicated to um, um, highlighting those people. And we love doing that. You know, you are a mother to many, many entertainers. And there's an overlap that we have, right. the two of us, where... Um, I might have, I used to have like dirty work competition forever. And a lot of those people have moved on to, um, the, you know, the, it wasn't, they weren't only growing up there. They were going to a lot of competitions. Right. But we see them in new competitions. We also see them headlining places. And so we'll Absolutely. overlap. You'll have people that'll do a Thursday that are also booked with me on a Saturday. Right. It just works that way because we work within a group of people that are kind of like-minded. Yeah. I mean, especially I would, I will say in the Long Beach community per se, that's because that's what I know the most about uh like say we do that facade competition on mm -hmm. uh at mary's they are a lot of entertainers there are really like top-notch entertainment yeah. and they get seen by you know who a girl who may have a show that's judging or someone in the audience who may have you know a or oh, a birthday party they want to book them for i think it's a real opportunity for them to shine as long as they uh show up on time yeah Wait, what are the three rules? Was it show up on time, promote to the best of your ability. For God's sake, when you walk into a dressing room, at least greet the people in it. Yeah. And then say thank you on the way home yeah. and don't leave no stank on your chair. Yeah, no chair, <laughs> no chair air. And tip the bartenders. Oh, absolutely. Let's take a break. We are back with my good friend and sister, Big D. Um, you're a Halloween girl. Yes. Um, people would know that if, if just if they were driving behind you because you're <laughs> you have a decal, a sticker on your car that says it says uh, my other car is a hearse. Right. Uh, and I put that there just as a little jokey joke because, you know, I wanted something back there. But I do find actually that it's a conversation starter. And it also stops people from riding my ass so hard because it reminds them of imminent death. Right. So, you know, two birds, one stone. It's cute and it keeps people off my butt. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, but you are through and through a Halloween girl. Um and, and when I say that, I mean, I remember you like working Dark Harbor. Not a lot of people. Right. If you're from the area, you would know what Dark Harbor is. And there's so many ways to be affiliated with that event. You could be a performer. You can attend. You could be a makeup artist. You could help dress. What? How many capacities have you worked at Dark Harbor? So um, 
and if anybody doesn't know, it's it's a hot event. It's like a not scary farm sort of thing. It's and it was on the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. which is one of you know the most haunted known haunted places in the world, which was so cool. Maze is on the boat. Maze is off the boat. And I got hired there to do makeup through Ish Bermudez, who you mm. know well. He's in Vegas. He's one of my drag daughters. He uh-huh. does makeup for everything down there. Oh, was there. a makeup artist on Drag Race? Oh, absolutely. One of the original makeup yeah, artists. Yeah, I got hired through him by Christina Coffrin and uh, Jen Fergozo. Mm-hmm. So I started doing makeup there. I had not done that sort of... Uh, special effects and things like that because the makeup there is very, very specific. They want, you know, high contrast, low lighting. They want you to look like they've got a spotlight on your face. And then the moment it clicked for me is like, oh, shit, that's like how I paint my face. Because uh-huh. can, I can be in pitch darkness and you can see all this white highlight. I mean... Well, we could be on the moon. Well, that's we the thing. I, they always say paint for the back row, but I paint for the back row in a show I did two weeks ago, honey. Right. It's, I, like, I like a bit of the, the highlight. The theatrics. Yeah, but yeah. so I did end up working with them for a couple years, I believe. And I did makeup. I learned how... That's what taught me how to do quick paints for like Halloween stuff and and or just drag in general because they would give us each monster like obviously there were main characters that have prosthetics and things like that. But each monster would sit in your chair and you would get three minutes total from start to finish to do their entire thing. Yeah. So you would airbrush a base, whatever. And then you would have to do all of these like uh like the highlights, contours, and the the colors, all that stuff. You would have to do all of that in three minutes, and that's what got me so fast to do like little changes in Halloween shows. I can do that shit lickety split because I look at the big picture, not the little intricacies of like I'm not leaning into a mirror thinking, oh, that eyeliner is weird. Right. Yeah. So that lent itself to you know, I I turned that into part of my drag, and then uh, after I did that. I really, really missed it, and I've never gone back to do a haunt. And this year, I was telling you uh, earlier, this year I actually considered maybe, you know, trying to do makeup at a haunt or sitting in a couple times for for mm-hmm. it because it really does run in your blood. I got to tell you, like the the haunt people, like the not scary farm people, and everybody, the monsters are like a tight knit family. The sliders, they've got their own crews. There's it's there's a whole a huge community that revolves around like haunts and I do really miss it. And one of these days I'm going to go back and, and do it because there's nothing like doing a quick paint on a smelly ass monster. Who's all sweaty and shit Mm -hmm. and smelling the, uh, the, like the prosthetics and the, the airbrush paint. And you know, that scent Uh memory takes you back and that's, Adult Halloween for me. Yeah, yeah, I do. One of it. our crew here, uh, who who edits um, the this uh, show, is a is a character at Haunt. Okay, Doug, and he. It, it's like just everything that you described is exactly like it's something that you really look forward to and take a lot of pride in. Right. Um. And as someone who you know, we're we're born and raised Southern California. There's something extra special about Knott's Scary Farm specifically. Like, there's just something like, you know when people say um, um, that L.A. Pride is big and then they say Long Beach Pride is big, but you can still see everything at Long Beach Pride. Right. That's kind of how Haunt feels to me at, at Knott's Scary Farm. It's like, it's not, it's it's huge, 
but it's not so huge that you don't get to be part of all of it. Right. And I love that description and what you're saying about the the, the smells and the, the feel and the pride and the cruise and the it makes sense. And like that, the like the aroma of the fog. They say they always say, oh, see you in the fog. Like uh-huh. that's their greeting. Some of them and they're it really is. Like, well, Knott's Berry Farm in general is such a, yeah. you know, if you've grown up in Southern California, it's such a thing for us. I got my pass, honey. I go there once a week yeah, and have my little barbecue and walk around. People watch, bird watch people's dads and things. But yeah. Bird watch people's oh, yeah. dads. Oh, yeah. There's hot dads there. Do you see them in the fog? I do. I will, I, I will see them in the fog this year. Would you, uh, would you, would there ever be like, um, um, bird bird watching in the mazes. Oh, baby, don't even get me started on that. I want to get you started. Okay, so like I said, I'm a Halloween queen at heart. I'm I'm a little spooky, but I got to tell you, the monsters. There's something really, really inherently. Maybe it's the the charge of like going through a maze and being scared or having that like excited feeling. Mm-hmm. But there's something inherently sexy about being scared at a haunt by one of those sliders or something like that. You love it. It's I love rush. it. It's, it's exhilarating. It really is. Have you decided to go this year or not? Oh, I'll always, I'm always going to go. Oh, yeah, okay. I always go. But see, we have to do, um, we should probably get a group together because a lot of times we do, we, we have done this before where we go in a big group and then there's also other times where other people can't go. So we'll go in also smaller groups uh-huh. and it always overlaps. I have to start at the buffet. Yeah. The buffet is really where it's at because that's when you lay out the plan of action because you look at the map and you're like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to go. Mm -hmm. But I will say uh, if anyone's never been to haunt, you know, the thing is that the the monsters and all of the characters – they're everywhere. So even if you're in like kind of a dead area, no pun intended, <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's no one around here. They're around. Oh, yeah. They're around and they'll find you. But the trick is if you get too scared and I get too scared, like I will get too scared. Um, you just have to go into like a concession place or like a, a gift shop because or they the can't bathroom. go in there or the bathroom. They can't go in there and hurt you, but they can lurk outside and they're watching you. You know what's uh, what's fun? I just went down there the other day. Uh for one of my little trips, they actually have outside. It's they've got a setup of all the the haunt memorabilia and things you can get because it's I believe their fiftieth year. Yeah, fifty this year. So we went in there and then I looked and I saw these little necklaces and it said no boo. And I said, Well what is that? So I had to look it up, you know, I have to look everything up uh-huh. on Google and shit. So I look it up and it's a little light up necklace that you can put on your kids or whatever, or somebody who doesn't want to be like freaked out that bad. Mm-hmm. It's a little lanyard and it says no boo, like not no boo, but no boo. Don't scare me. Oh, not like N-O-B-U. Like, yeah, uh, no, no, like no boo, no the boo. Restaurant? like don't scare me. Oh, like, I thought no it was boo. like a pass to get into like a buffet at no boo restaurant. Yeah, well, shit, no. I can't afford that. But yeah, so it, it's a little lanyard that if your kids don't want to be scared or something like that. Which I'm, I, I'm not wearing that. I uh-uh. want to get scared. I feel like you spent a lot of money to come here. You might as well shit your pants just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you spent good money to get scared. Yeah. Do you remember like a, like maybe it was last year or the year before when there was like um, something was happening where too many people were fighting. So they were instituting like you can't come in after a certain time if you're a certain age. Uh-huh. But that wasn't even haunt. That was like regular Knott's uh-huh. Berry Farm. I mean, you know, I, this is not casting aspersions on anyone or anyone's thing. But 
It's Buena Park. I mean, we're in we're we're in Bellflower. Let's not we're, pretend. We know who we are. Yeah, we 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 are in fact uh, from a certain area, and we are certain people. We are certain, <laughs> we are people. certain people. So we're not pointing a finger at anybody. <laughs> these fingers are point. When we go like this, these ones are pointing right back. We know that we are a fucking mess too. I mean, I like to I like to have a little cocktail once in a while, and we maybe yeah. get a little bit rowdy. But right. let the kids have fun as long as they're not hurting each other. Let them have. fun. And if they are hurting each other, like I I'm, I I want to. I want to know. I want to see how. I want to watch see it on fight. TikTok. <laughs> I want to see the fight. I'm fine with it. Um, uh, horror films, um, especially, you know, I love like Huluween mm-hmm. and all that. And for me, like as soon as September hits, I want to know that every single day I'm going to get to watch like a Lizzie Borden documentary. Right. A Lizzie Borden reenactment. I'm obsessed with Lizzie Borden. I'm obsessed with... Um, haunted destinations do you oh, have like honey. certain things like that you like whether Absolutely. it's old or new yeah so there's um i i can't remember what what little app it's on or whatever it's on the it's on my roku and i like to watch not only ghost adventures or whatever but that's because now it's become this big weird silly thing and right i could do a whole podcast just based on how that guy's weird right. but uh i like to watch like haunted destinations most haunted places yeah. i really enjoy the ones from like overseas in Great Britain where they, cause I like to listen to people talk to me in accents, uh-huh. but they've got, you know, a, a deeper depth of history with the locations and stuff like that. I like to watch the weirdest, like homemade almost stuff. Like I'll search through the thing to find like the lowest production value <laughs> ghost adventure show or, or like you said, the haunted places and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'll do it all year long, but, there's something, like you said, there's something really cool about the Huluween or something. Yeah. Or when you're going to sit and you're like, hey, it's, you know, it's a Tuesday night. I'm going to sit in my Barca lounger and I'm going to get some fiddle faddle. Uh-huh. And I'm going to watch, like, you know, yeah. Ernest, the, the Ernest Halloween or yeah. anything like that. Any of those, those, uh, like the special, special Halloween episodes of, you know, like Roseanne ones, let's say, uh-huh. those, those are the best. Or any, you know, sitcom. Those are my favorites. I, I love all those old things like that. I really do. I like to sit there and I like to get all snuggled up and turn my AC on and pretend it's cold outside, even mm-hmm. though it's, you know, California and it's 90 degrees in October. And, you know, we because we do shows all the time or we're, we're constantly in drag, um, I feel like uh, throughout the month, it's like there's a lot of activities we could we would want to go do, but we're constantly working. Right. So that's why haunt is something special for us. Or even for me, like um, if I'm not, I think Halloween's on a Tuesday this year. Oh. Um, May not obviously be working, but I'm going to get dressed up and probably go to Mary's. Like that's what I like to do. That's what we do. That's kind of like a home base for us where we sit on the patio. We call it the parade. We watch Mm -hmm. people walking up and down Pine. We laugh and we really do legitimately get dressed up. I remember last year, a bunch of the girls were like, let's all just be different versions of witches. Right. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Ozma's Witches Ball. Right. Like there's so many things that we we are still able to do and really... um, I just feel like there's that kinship, not just with us and because you're sitting here, but so many of our friends, again, Ozma, Penny, um, uh, Eddie, Raja, people who we just love Halloween so much that we are not afraid to like goon out and be ridiculous and 
because we're kids. Well, I so. mean, and the thing is, like you said, we'll, we'll go uh, to Mary's if we're not working on the Halloween. We'll go still in costume. I will get like a $20 like, like oh, I'll get like a $20 pirate costume or, or something yeah. or a little witch's hat and just fucking run around. Yeah. It's fun. It's It's like our little pride kind of. I think I said it before, and I know you agree with this, uh, before we go to break, uh, there's a thing where when you really love Halloween that much and you were raised with Halloween and, um, you know, my mom and your grandmother are um, similar in age. And so they were raised with big hair and lots of makeup. Your grandmother's a, 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 a beautician. We would say a cosmetologist. We would say a hairdresser. We would say a stylist. She would probably say, I'm a beautician, you know, because of yeah. back in the day. We were raised with all that. So we never, and we were also were not raised with any amount of money. Right. So we hold the space for people who say, all I have for Halloween is a hat. Mm-hmm. And we also, as entertainers, hold a space for people who say, I have a $5,000 Halloween costume. And to us, they're exactly the same. Absolutely. As long as you're having a fucking good time, yeah, that's like, who we roll with. Absolutely. Like, all through my life, in any capacity, Halloween has always held, like, a special place. Yeah. And then if we can, if we come back, I want to talk about little kids Halloween when I was little. Because that's something that we, yeah. I really want to talk about. It was different. It was. It was different. Let's it take was. a break. We are back with Big D talking about everything Halloween. Um, Whether this is going to be Halloween or not, we would still be talking about Halloween. But you were hitting on earlier about Halloween, like as a kid, right? And and that how how that's different. That dichotomy between being an an adult and a kid at Halloween. The difference. Well, so I wanted to talk about like my favorite memories of Halloween as a kid because a lot of you know childhood we just forget stuff or it wasn't that great some of it but the best times of my life as a child were Halloween because my you know my mom and my grandma they never uh we weren't like nothing not not to say there's anything wrong with that but we weren't like trash bag and plastic mask kids we Uh were go to the uh go to the thrift store and figure out something with whatever you could find there or cut up grandma's dress or Mm -hmm. um, my grandma sewed she so she would make these really elaborate cool costumes she would sew them and uh that was my favorite part because that's getting into my like pre-pubescent queerness if you will that was my one time where like i didn't have to be afraid to be like oh mom you know what i want to be I want to be a devil, but I want to be a devil in a tuxedo with tails. I want to be an elegant mm-hmm. devil. And I want to wear a lot of makeup because I've seen that makeup over there. Yes. And I want to play in yes. that makeup. Or I want to be a, a gateway genie. drug. It really was. And I got to do, like, as I got a little older, she didn't want to do that because she had the two, my brother and my sister, younger. Mm-hmm. And so she's getting them ready. And I got to play in the makeup. And I was like, ooh. And then we one year she got me these really... The fancy makeup kit where it te- it it shows you the steps and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I sat in her mirror for I don't know maybe two three hours getting that devil makeup sickeningly yeah. done, and it really did open up a place for me where like I'm 
I felt like I was safe within sure. my family unit to be a little more, a little more flamboyant. Uh-huh. I would dress like she would let me dress like a genie, and baby, those, those those wings were out to here. Of course, they were. And uh, like, really, it really was. Halloween was a safe place for me to be a little bit, a little bit gay, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. they they really took it seriously, and we always felt like we would always win the little competitions and stuff like that. Because, like I said, my mom and my grandma and everybody they would do their best to like. That's. Again, like that's how my drag used to be and is now. Little bits and pieces to make something that's maybe not as special look elevated, look cooler. Like um, go to the thrift store and add a hat. If you're going to be, you know, a, a, a clown, we're going to get ruffles from this dress and we're going to like tack it to the, the costume, all that but stuff. But you have a piece of advice that I, that I think you need to share with the world. And that is that every outfit where undergarments are going to be seen <laughs> deserve a matching panty. Oh God. Now, what do you do, Dee, <laughs> if you don't have exactly a matching panty and just the crotch might be seen? What would so, you do? So, specifically, I, how many years ago would this have been? You could still do it t- today. I could do it today, but it would take a longer glove. But, <laughs> so, if you don't have a matching panty to a garment and you have an opera glove yeah. of of, you know, decent length, you can... In a pinch, tuck that arm piece of that opera glove right in front of your little tights and pull that right back there and make yourself a little thong that you matches can? exactly to that costume. She did it every single time and it was always sickening because we would be like, oh my God, you made a panty? And then it, she would like unfold it and the fingers would pop out. And we were like, because <laughs> girl, I didn't have bitch. no money. I didn't have no money to buy a purple panty. But the the costumes that you would build from that, not even 99 only store, just a little tiny like 99 plus store next to the old Mary's. Oh, that you was You would the come one. back with like dream catchers. <laughs> you would come back with like, I don't even know, ponchos. There were these, uh, what, one year, I think it was the Easter walk. One year, did remember I made us, me, Isha, and uh, Miss Nas, we, I made us the matching Fanta girl outfit uh-huh. out of these little hair bows and loofahs yes. that I found at that store right there. You did. You Maybe. always come up with stuff. That's that drag that we missed that we talk about when we would go downtown and there would be like cardboard boxes full of stuff. And you're like, look at all these flowers I bought. Or or one thing that was real popular back in the early 2000s were those sort of belts that were round circles with grommets on them. Yeah, kind of like the- everyone was like, I found everything for my Shakira number. Oh, yeah. I found everything. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm Anastasia. Yeah. Oh, my God, with the glasses. <laughs> um, this is, of course, the part of the of the podcast where people send in letters. This is Read Me Delta. Read Me Delta? If you want to send a letter, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. Questions, queries, advice, um, send those to us. Uh, I don't see these letters, obviously, until right now, but this has got, like, a happy... Actually, oh. I want you to feel the sticker. Oh, you can't. You have gloves on. Well, I can feel Rub it on it. your face. Oh, it's not, it's kind of gummy. Yeah, I you like feel that. it. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's a little weird. I like that. It's fun. I like that. I actually kind of want to keep it. Put it on your window. Put it. I can put it above... Um, You can put it above your sticker, and it'll say, other, my, my other, other car's a happy hearse. There you go. Yeah. Dear Delta and hermosa invitada. They knew I was here. Have you ever been on the Nextdoor app or anything similar? Would it make your brain explode to know how much your neighbors, uh, about your neighbor's worst paranoia and biases? What are your thoughts, uh, yours in Delta, even? Um, I don't know what the Nextdoor app is. So 
if I'm not mistaken, we might have to look it up, but I think I'm right. It's one of those um, kind of community bulletin boards. Psychedella's like, on it. Oh, oh, well, you know she's on it. She's on it. I she, know what you're talking she's about. She's looking out that window all the she time, too. She found out that there's coyotes in her neighborhood. <laughs> she did. She told me that. I'm like, coyotes and Cerritos? Okay. She's like, but you know, it's, I think it's one of those kind of community bulletin boards. And I do, um, I'm still on Facebook because, you know, I'm old. So mm-hmm. I do, uh, I live in Bellflower, so I'm in the Bellflower groups. And sometimes you see, like... It's neighbors mostly spying on each other, talking shit about each other. Really? Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of cunty in a way. Can I say that? I do. You can say whatever you want. Okay, it is kind of cunty because they'll go back and forth too on Next these threads, door. and you know how you'll see like um, uh, those weird like memes on on Instagram, whatever, and it's like oh. You so and so, uh, you're a dirty bitch. You stole my uh, my recipe for for uh, you know whatever potato salad, and uh, they will argue with each other. They'll talk about people who stole somebody's bike, but then on the other end, and I think that letter touched on it. I stop looking at it when I see obvious biases and mm. things that are not as fun mm-hmm. uh, that neighbors are talking about or like. They're profiling someone around their area oh, and saying, okay. oh, you know, I saw, you know, so-and-so, that kid uh, that keeps walking around the neighborhood. And it's probably just a kid walking around the neighborhood. Right, because they live there. Yeah. And you're just mad because you're sitting out there with your, you know, certain flags out front of your house and you're sitting on your porch doing nothing but, like, next door apping people. I think that's what it is. If Oh, look at This one says Halloween. The other one said happy. Oh, is it a sticker? Oh, my God. It's oh, like, baby, it's a window decal thing. I'm for... saving them. I'm saving them. Okay, so let's see what this one says. I'm going to put this out there so you can enjoy the decal. Oops. And that one's stuck. Yes, God! Delta, you saved my life. The pod is so correct. Um, do you have hemorrhoids? Because <laughs> I do. And let me tell you, they are not so fierce. Now, I'm very self-conscious as a bottom. I refused my I've refused my boyfriend's sex for two weeks, and I'm scared he might cheat on me if I don't offer him my whole soon. <laughs> Please help save my relationship and my sex loyf Delan. 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 Delan with the piles. Well, Delan. I am um, comfortable to tell you that I do not have hemorrhoids currently and I have not had them in the past. I'm not going to say that I won't get them in the future because I think anything that is um, anything's possible. You know, Um, uh, you are dancing in the eyes of love. So, um, you know, if your partner is requiring that of you and wants that from you. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you've just not had the conversation with them. I think if this is your partner, I think any conversation should be available to one another. Don't you right. think? Like, I don't. I mean, they've been inside of you. Nothing should be off limits. Right. And I don't feel like. I mean, I think you know. There's things like chair air, <laughs> a hemorrhoid. Um. Uh, I don't. Bad breath. Yeah. Um. I think there's things that are legitimately embarrassing because we've been uh, told that we should be embarrassed by them. Right. But I don't think, I mean, if this is happening, maybe he's sitting on a lot of cold seats. I'm telling you. And you know what? It's not, obviously that is nothing to be ashamed of in any way, shape or form. It's just a thing that happens. Right. And 
it's a very common thing, especially if I'm not mistaken. I may be coming from a place of ignorance, but especially when you have a lot of fun back there, that uh-huh. can be, you know, something that happens. And I say, have that conversation. Tell them, hey, maybe I don't know. Maybe you want to flip around and and yeah. take a, take a take a whirl around the merry-go-round one time. Yeah. Or are if you it's not sh- your thing. But are thing. you sure that there are there hemorrhoids or are they anal warts? Because they could be anal warts. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you don't know until you like get it between your teeth and just. Right. Or is it a skin tag in your asshole? You're it. There are skin. You can tie a hair around those. I've heard you can do. You, you get a. You get a hair. I would. I would say a, probably a, a, a real hair, not synthetic. Yeah. Tie it around there. Pull it really tight. It'll die and it'll fall uh-huh. off. It'll that's die. That's like a. That's like a Mexican uh, kind of like remedy At, thing. It, this is brujeria. Oh, it is. Yeah. And you know where it fits right into the Halloween, the dichotomy yeah. of uh, you know anal warts and and skin tags. Listen and, from your witchy aunties here. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It is something that you need to take care of. It is something you should be honest about. And and if he is bothered by this or is, if, even if it's like slightly an ick, you know, like, oh, God, that's a red flag. Tell him to oh. fuck off. And even when my hole is pristine, you're not getting any of it because you were gr- If you do not accept me at my worst, baby, you do not deserve my absolute best. And this hole is good. And you, even when it's wounded, you're not going to if you don't if you don't want to take care of that hole when it's sick. Why would you get to party with it when it's perfect? Absolutely. Fuck off. 100 percent. Dylan, your hole is too good. Uh huh. Your D- hole is beautiful. It might be a little bumpy right now, but that's OK. The road is bumpy before it gets smooth. You know, that's the thing. If he if he doesn't want it, like you said, at its at its perceived worst, then he doesn't deserve it at his Come best. On. Come on. How did this podcast go by so fast? Really? We're done. We're done? This is it. Oh. There's a bobby pin in my wig, and I don't know why, because I have a bald head. <laughs> why is there a bobby pin in my wig? Do... <laughs> what would I have worn this for? I don't know. I don't know why you have a bobby pin in your I don't know. Head. I don't bobby pin my wigs to anything. My wigs just sit there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think that is? Anyway. Um... Yeah. So this is it. This is what happens. Thank you all so much for listening or watching Very Delta. We come out every Monday. Subscribe to Mom Podcast right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And search for Very Delta on your favorite podcast apps. And subscribe to Mom Plus for even more Very Delta. You can send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at deltawork. You can follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, my social media on across most platforms is at Big Delish, B-I-G-D-E-E-L-I-S-H. And consequently speaking, so is my Venmo. So if you see fit to give a girl a couple dollars, I yeah. take that too because I'm poor as hell. You are poor as hell. <laughs> you are so poor. Thank you for having me. You are not poor, bitch. No, I'm just, I don't look poor, but. Right. I'm, no, well, I'm... you look poor, but you're not. <laughs> no, you don't look poor. Can I just tell you, like, just as a, just a bit of, like, little story. I know you'll probably cut this out. However, I promise you, you were hitting on how fast you were able to do those three-minute monsters. Big D will go from zero to that right there. In maybe maximum, maximum 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if she has two hours, she'll spend two hours. She doesn't want to. No. Because she wants to go, you know, chill out and have a cocktail or something. But 
you really can. You're the, the person I like. I can get a face on in 15 minutes, but it's not that. You can get that on in 15 minutes. And it's that theory that goes back to Hunter. Remember Hunter? That would just Absolutely. get a blush brush and go whoosh, whoosh, mm-hmm. and then carve it out. And you would never know because once the lash sits on it, maybe it's stage ready. Absolutely. And that that Hunter was absolutely an amazing artist at that. Like Impeccable. It's about the big picture, not right. the little pieces right. that make us up. Right. Yeah, for sure. Join me next week right here where we will have another episode. And until then, keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 